This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is your Sunday Arrow video assortment series of reviews. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. This is the first one of a brand new year and we will be carrying this series right throughout the year every third Sunday. And this is episode number 25 in the series. We're looking at Microwave Massacre on this episode. Hope you're all doing well. This is the final episode of the week from Under the Stairs, but it has been a busy one for sure, both on the Under the Stairs as well as the Teapot's collective feeds. So from Podcast Under the Stairs, we kicked off on Monday looking at The Tingler. On Thursday, it was Movie Club with your movie reviews covering The Brood. On Saturday, we did an interview with Alex McCauley, director of Don't Tell a Soul, and a review of that movie on that episode as well, and finishing off this week with the Arrow Video Assortment. Over on the Teapots Collective, on Monday, you got Where to Begin With, which finished off Season 1, the Jallo series, and kicked into a brand new season looking at found footage and full documentary movies, starting off with Paranormal Activity. We then swung into Opera Omnia on Saturday, finishing off Season 2 and kicking off Season 3. We've just started a brand new season with Bo Ransdell as a resident host looking at David Fincher movies, starting off with Alien 3. So that episode is out and available for you now. Today, obviously, the Arrow video assortment episode coming from Podcast Under the Stairs and on the Teapots Collective, you got Doing the Nasty, which is available now. Myself and Mark Ball continuing our look through the Tier 3 video nasty list. A double bill of Strange Behaviour, a.k.a. Dead Kids, and Scanners from 1981. So yeah, like I say, busy, busy week. Next week will be just as busy. The planned episodes that are expected to drop tomorrow will be myself and Dave James Parker continuing our look at the Forgotten Jally box sets with movie number two and box set number one, which is The Killer is One of Thirteen. On Thursday, you'll get the movie club announcement for Challenge Teapots February 2021. That will be the next David Cronenberg movie, the second in the series of four that we have planned. Then on Saturday, you will get a interview and uh, a review. So I'll be interviewing the director of the new horror movie, Sator, which is due at the end of February. And not only an interview with him, but a movie review as well on that episode. And then on Sunday, it is Radio Silence. That's right, a wee quiet Sunday for everyone out there, as there is no 88 Films Italian Collection disc Number 61, I think, is the one we're waiting for at the moment. So, yeah, Sunday will be free. So, three planned episodes there for you. So, there we go. That is us all up to date. Um, Let's just get into this, shall we? This is a movie that is not going to take long to review. You may have guessed it in my tone. 
Not a big fan of Microwave Massacre, you will find out why after promos for shows that I love and the trailer for the movie right after this. Hello, this is the Doom Show. Keep on keeping on and keep on trucking, America. We don't listen to our feedback because we don't get any. (laughs) The truth hurts. I just alienated the two people that give us constant feedback. Sorry, guys. That's gotta go. (laughs) That's gotta go in there. So on the show, uh, we talk about giallo movies and slasher movies and cult movies. Sometimes we even talk about Cameron Mitchell and his movies. I am Richard. Who are you? I am Brad, the guy that's not Richard, or Jeffrey, or Simon. That's right. We have four people, and we always talk at once, except to each other. Jeffrey lives up north. Simon lives across the world. Richard lives in Penis, Alabama. Hello, This is the Doom Show is a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Check out the other shows on legionpodcast.com. You can check out more Hello, This is the Doom Show at hellodoomshow.podomatic.com or at doommoviethon.com. Check for our Amazon exclusive Hello, This is the Doom Show cookbook. Do you like hot dogs? (laughs) We got them. Do you like mac and cheese? We got it. Do you like cheddar? We have it. Actually, we don't. No, no cheddar. Just Colby. Colby Jack. Hello, this is the Doom Show. We never gave up on you because you never gave up on us. Wow. Anthem Pictures reluctantly presents what is considered to be the worst horror film of all time. Your skin will crawl. Your stomach will turn. I have to go to the restroom. I mean restroom. Your blood will boil. Dining will never be the it's same. It's all caught in blue. I never tasted anything so unique. It's delicious. Dismemberment. Death. Oh man. Distastefulness. My hemorrhoids. Microwave massacre. This is it, May. You're a walking contraceptive. Say, you know, you look so much better in the dark. I've told you a million, billion, trillion times. You are what they eat. I know I'm gonna be sick! Too many bombs! And welcome back. So you've just heard the trailer for Microwave Massacre. This one was released through Arrow Video back in 2016, still available so it's not out of print, although according to their website it has limited availability. Um, This means I've owned this movie since it came out, I've had this on my shelf for damn near five years and only opened it last night when I sat down to watch it. Here is a description on the website, the Arrow Video website, it says they came for dinner to find they were it. Microwave Massacre stars legendary stand-up comedian and actor Jackie Vernon as Donald, a disgruntled construction worker whose wife's perdiction for hot cuisine drives him to cannibalism. Donald unwittingly stumbles upon a solution to his two major problems in his life, his nagging wife and his lack of decent meals, when, one night, he bludgeons his better half to death with a pepper grinder in a drunken rage. Thinking on his feet, Donald dismembers a body and sets about microwaving the remains, which turn out to be rather delicious. 
trouble is, now he has a taste for human flesh that needs satisfying. Ensuing all notions of good taste, Wayne Barrick's microwave massacre is a deliciously depraved exercise in political incorrectness that has gone on to gain a cult following thanks to the characteristically deadplan performance by Vernon, who delivers such choice lines as, I'm so hungry I could eat a whore. Vegetarians need not apply. Details on the disc for this one are, um, 1983 was the production year, this is region unlocked so you can buy it from Arrow and watch it anywhere. Uh, the UK rating is a 12A, runtime 76 minutes. It was a joyful hour and 16 minutes long, ladies and gents. Two discs, uh, language is English, subtitles English SDH, mono 1.0 for the audio, aspect ratio 1851 and in full colour. Cast and crew details, uh, directed by Wayne Berwick, cast Jackie Vernon, Lauren Sheen and Al Troop. Um, the extras on the disc are a brand new 2K restoration from the original camera negatives. High definition Blu-ray 1080p and standard definition DVD presentations available in the box. Original mono audio uncompressed PCM on the Blu-ray. Optional English subtitles for the deaf and hard of hearing. A brand new audio commentary with writer-producer Craig Muckler, moderated by Mike Tristano. My Microwave Massacre Memories, a brand new making of featurette including interviews with Muckler, director Wayne Berwick and actor Lauren Sheen. A trailer, original treatment and each page synopsis for the uh, Blu-ray and DVD ROM content I think that means. Uh, and reversible sleeve featuring original and newly commissioned artwork by Wes Ben Scotter. Um, yeah, this is not the sort of movie that would genuinely gravitate towards me and it's not because I don't like in kind of bad taste, tongue-in-cheek horror comedies. Far from it. I, I tend to be quite a fan. You know, like, if you watch movies like The Stuff, for example, or Street Trash, or, you know, those kind of gloopy, kind of nasty little bits of cinema, I can tend to get behind them, assuming I can, on some level, like, gravitate to anything that's happening. The problem for me, and I imagine is not a problem for other people, is that I don't find the comedy funny. Um, so it doesn't work for me. I, I understand where it's being paused for a joke. There is a lot of the actor, main actor here, a, a Jackie Vernon, looking at the screen, so engaging with the audience, which just doesn't work for me at all. It felt... It felt... A bit too wink wink nudge nudge for my liking, if I'm honest. And then just the setup in general feels a bit silly. I, I, I didn't quite understand what we were doing. Um, and it's not a long movie. And to be honest, it's a movie that takes about 20 minutes for him to murder his wife, which is far too long in a movie which is an hour and 16 minutes long. She should have been gone in the first five minutes. But we take a bit of time to get there. There are some silly props that make zero sense. He shows up to work one day with a full crab um, shell and all on a giant bread roll. And this is his wife's hot cuisine, um, which makes fucking not a lick of sense at all. Um, his behaviour in the movie is, like, beforehand, is kind of borderline childish. And I imagine that's supposed to be the point. But that doesn't make me smile or laugh at all. So, it just, like, every joke fell like a lead balloon. It's not nearly as gory as it should be. I mean, Herschel Gordon-Lewis is doing gore effects better than this 25 years before, maybe even 30 years before. 
Um, the performances in general are pretty shit. I mean, Jackie Vernon is probably the, the high watermark here. There is a woman in this movie whose sole purpose is to walk around with her kind of short pants practically up her arsehole or her tits hanging out her top. Um, there's a scene like at the beginning here when I'm fairly sure she's fucking raped. Like, I was trying to play this out. She walks across and she's peeking through... She's promiscuous, but she's peeking through this hole in the kind of wooden fencing which just happens to be perfectly shaped for a pair of tits. Um, and she's peeking through this and a guy comes up behind her, grabs her arse and then the next thing we know, the camera pans around, her two tits are hanging out on the other side and we've got like construction workers falling over themselves to... I'm assuming molest them, while she on the other side appears to be getting fucked. Now, it's a random stranger that's done this. She doesn't appear to have asked the random stranger to do this, so I'm calling rape on that scene. I don't know how else you're supposed to view it. It's just incredibly problematic. It has a kind of like a gay construction worker, which plays on a stereotype which is really uncomfortable to look at with 2021 eyes. Um, I mean, like, offensive on, on many, many different levels. Uh, it's like, you know, the, the characters from the YMCA on fucking crack. Um, yeah, it just it, it didn't make much sense. And, like I say, it just kind of stumbles along. Premise-wise, I, I mean, it's a cannibal movie, and I, I like the idea of, you know, once he's tasted human flesh, he needs more, and, you know, eventually he's going to... He's going to run out of eating his wife. There's only so much meat on that bone. Um, but it just didn't go fast enough, far enough, gross enough, or funny enough for me. It's like every element in the movie is kind of handled mediocre. Which, when you're doing a horror comedy, you can't have. It has to be, you know, the humour has to be either one 100% on point, and the gore has to be 100% on point. If you half arse any of it, it just doesn't land so it didn't land for me. It ends in the most predictable way a movie like this could end. It looks a million dollars on the disc. I'll give Arrow their credit. It sounds great, looks great. And all the effort they've put in to put this quote-unquote cult classic on a Blu-ray disc, I'm sure there's people out there that are overjoyed about it. To me, I just find it just a bit shit, if I'm honest. Um... And I understand it's not meant for me. This is not my taste. And I could tell before I put it in that this wasn't going to be my taste. But I was kind of hoping out for, give me something a bit different. And it, it doesn't deliver on those parts. I really have nothing else to say about this movie. I don't want it to sound like I'm just like kicking the shit out of it. That's not my intention. It was always going to be a tough sell for me, if I'm honest. Um, and even putting my prejudices aside at the front door, I was kind of expecting something a bit better than what was here. I'm sure there's a fandom out there for it, and if you like this movie, then here's to you. I'm happy that you like this movie. It just is not a movie for me, I'm afraid. So there we go. That is us, uh, that is us reviewed this movie. I know what you're looking for, a grade. It's a 1.5 out of 5, I'm afraid. So it's, I didn't hate it, but I, you know, it's stronger than I didn't like. 1.5 feels fair. I'm going to take my final break. When I come back, I'm closing out the show and I'm doing it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. 
And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been your Sunday Arrow video assortment series of reviews and the 25th episode we're looking at Microwave Massacre. In three weeks' time, we will be continuing a look through the collection. I'm excited about this one. The Random Generator has selected a brand new title. This one came out just before Christmas. And I'm going to stress this one here. This was sent to my house by a listener. And I don't know who bought it for me because he didn't include a note. So thank you very much. It's not often that anyone sends me any gifts. It was greatly appreciated. It was on my list of things to buy with Christmas money. And it arrived just after it was released. I think it was a week of its release, so the week before Christmas. Um, Like I say, with no note. And it has clearly been purchased by someone uh, on Amazon who clearly has my address I don't know who it is I've asked the people I know nearest and dearest to me no one bought me this so I can only assume a listener so thank you very much these sort of things humble me like I don't ask for payment when I do the podcast but um, the fact that someone would buy me a movie and send it through is is kind of fucking awesome so whoever that was and if you wish to still remain nameless thank you very much it means a lot But yeah, we'll be looking at that versus in three weeks' time. The description on the Arrow website says, A relentless, one-of-a-kind sensory assault, chock full of hyperkinetic fight scenes, gangster shootouts, sword-slashing violence and gory zombie horror. Versus was a key title amongst the barrage of innovative horror and action movies that appeared as if from nowhere from Japan at the turn of the millennium, leading to a new wave of appreciation for Asian extreme cinema. A mysterious face-off in a wooded clearing between two escaped convicts and a carload of sharply dressed Yakuza's holding a beautiful woman captive ends in a hail of bullets and shivers of blood. The location for this violent encounter is the mythical Forest of Resurrection, the site of the 444th portal of the 666 hidden gates that exist in the earthly domain to the netherworld. And it didn't get his name for nothing. As one of the surviving prisoners escapes with the girl into the darkness of the forest, disgruntled gangsters soon become the least of their worries. As an earlier battle between a lone warrior against hordes of zombie samurai is carried over from a millennium ago to present day. Versus caused a sensation both in Japan and internationally upon its release, launching the career of director Rihui Kitamura, who would go on and do Godzilla Final Wars and Midnight Meat Train, an action star and fight choreographer Tak Sakaguchi, who did Battlefield Bass Baseball, which I've never heard before, and Yakuza Weapon. Arrow Video is proud to present the mythic cult title in both its original 2000 and expanded 2004 Ultimate Versus iterations in a brand new director-approved restoration. That's a wordy description. Um, Details for a production year 2000. This is region locked to region B. UK rating of 18. The runtime on the original cut is exactly two hours, but it's two hours and 11 minutes on the extended cut. There's two discs here. The language is Japanese and English. Subtitles are English and English SDH. Audio is 6.1, 5.1 and 2.0. The aspect ratio is 185.1 and it's full colour. The cast and crew details are director Rihui Kitamura, cast Tak Sakaguchi, Hideo Sakaki and Chiko Mizaki. The extras here, and this one's packed to fuck. Uh, Strap yourselves in. We have a brand new 2K restoration from the original film elements by Arrow 
films approved by the director. High definition 1080p Blu-ray presentations of both versions of the film, the original 2000 cut and the 2004 Ultimate Versus, over 10 minutes of new and revised footage. A reversible sleeve featuring original newly commissioned artwork by Chris Malbon. Disc 1 Versus has original lossless Japanese 5.1 and 2.0 stereo audio and English 2.1 stereo audio. Optional English subtitles, audio commentary by Kitamura cast and crew, an audio commentary by Kitamura and more of the cast and crew. So there you go. New vi- vi- visual essay, can't say that word, on the career of Kitamura by Japanese expert uh, Jasper Sharp. Beyond Versus, a two-part behind-the-scenes documentary exploring the film's production. First Contact, Versus Evolution, a feature exploring, exploring the film's origins. Tak Sakaguchi's One Man Journey, an archival feature on the actor's visit to the 2001 Japan Film Festival in Hamburg. Uh, film Festival screen and footage, Team Versus, a brief look inside the Napalm Film Office. Deep in the Woods, an archival feature featuring interviews with Kitamura, the cast and crew. The Encounter, an archival interview with edu- editor Tsuyuchi Kaksu, I think is how you pronounce that. Deleted scenes with audio commentary by Kitamura, cast and crew. Nervous and Nervous 2, two sides of many movies featuring characters from the main feature. A feature of the making of Nervous 2 versus FF version, a condensed 20 minute recut of the film. Multiple trailers and image galleries on this second disc. Jesus Christ. Original lossless 6.1 and 2.0 stereo audio and English 6.1 and 2.1 stereo audio. Optional English subtitles, audio commentary by Kit Moura cast and crew and Saki Gaki. Otoku vs Juku, a feature on the newly shot material for Ultimate Versus. The first pressing only, which is still available, has illustrated collector's booklets featuring new writing on the film and reprinted interview with Kitamura by Tom Mez, and notes on making the film by Kitamura. So yeah, very wordy. <laughs> Fucking super wordy. But that's where we're going in a couple of weeks' time. Jesus Christ, the, the, the intro to this episode is longer than the fucking review of Microwave Massacre. There's a multitude of ways that you can check out this show. Wherever you're listening to us right now, hit subscribe. Please subscribe to the Teapots Collective as well. It's the best way to support what I do. Visit our website, it's teapotscast.com. Our merch page is teapotscast.bigcartel.com. You can jump across to Facebook and check us out there. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Teapotscast gets you the podcast under the stairs on Facebook. Teapots Collective is just simply Facebook.com forward slash Teapotscast. You can reach out and interact with myself and the Baz on the twin prongs of social media sexiness. Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at Teapotscast. The podcast Under the Stairs returns tomorrow with a continued look at the forgotten Jolly box sets. Join myself and Dave James Parker as we sit down and look at The Killer is One of Thirteen. Until then, wherever you are, what the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from Under the Stairs and I am signing off. <laughs>